Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Glad you are with us today as we talk about financial matters. Myself and my co-host here, we're both practicing financial advisors, and um, we got a great program lined up today. I hope so. Lots of calls. Yeah, we're going to take Lots quite of calls. a few calls and yes. talk about what's happening in the world of the, the markets. Big shock, this uh, story. Um, not, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that remote workers were losing out in promotions. But now, this is a big shock, remote workers are more likely to be laid off the non-remote workers. Imagine that. <laughs> Just imagine that. Imagine that. That uh, personal connection does matter. I remember this was years ago. A friend of mine was talking about they were doing a downsizing at work, and he was a manager there, and he had to kind of – one of those riff things. He was, this was a long time ago. He was trying to figure out, like, who. and So <laughs> there was one remote worker. And he said he asked, like, three people – and uh, like, what's this person do? And and three people all said, "I'm not quite sure what she does, but I heard she does really good work." <laughs> and he said, after the third time, no one can say what she did. <laughs> she was on the list. Yes, but the the the, the remote work. Th- there are some positions where it works beautifully. I mean, it it that is true. It works like like it's probably the most efficient way to do it from some positions. Right. Having a company with, I don't know how many employees we have, 400 and some odd. Right. We have some remote and perfect. We have. Yes. And it works perfectly for some. Um, Doesn't work so well if you're an advisor or yeah. work directly with clients or client service or there's a lot of collaboration needed. Um, my guess is that. Um, my guess is that uh, we will start to see this thing. I don't think we'll ever go back to a five-day-a-week in-office, um, like, 1960s-style. Well, m- most of that was built on kind of the industrial age that's, that's work. Right. And it's been— I mean, for phase- history, it's been you work when you're awake. <laughs> you <laughs> try to find food, <laughs> yeah. protect the family. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Then with the modern industrial age, it was used to be what it was— Seven days a week, then six days a week for a long time. Then it became five days a week. Now there's those that want pushing for four days a week. If it works. There's this whole concept of this technology is supposed to be that we work less. And there's this people that 40 years ago saying how little we working today. But then the study showed that were actually most Americans are working more today than they were historically. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The beautiful thing is that we all... <laughs> We have a lot of say in our own life. Yes. We write our own stories. And we, listen, if you have the ability to work and you want to work, and there is no better place than um, a capitalistic society if you want to put the energy in. Just flat out. Obviously. Yeah. If you want to put the energy in. And, 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 and And financial stability is possible. Yes. Most people that listen to this show actually would probably agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, why don't we take some calls? Questions at moneymatters.com will get you lined up to um, join the show. Join. So right. if you call in or email, we will schedule a time where um, we, when we record the show that we can answer your questions. Yeah. All right. We're starting off in California talking with Laura. Laura, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hello, gentlemen. Um, Hi, nice to talk to you again. Likewise. Um, and the topic that you were just on is just giant. I mean, it's something that we, my my um, uh, acquaintances, have uh, lots and lots of discussions about. We're just glad when people actually show up to work. Okay, at this point, <laughs> just you know, whether it's in bunny slippers or whatever it is, because. I don't know what I don't know what the pandemic did overall, but it sure did make people disappear. Anyway, it's interesting, um, isn't yeah, it? You kind of wonder where some of them went. I do every day. Where in the hell? Excuse me. That's all right. <laughs> it's strange. Where'd they go? Yeah, I don't know. 
Well, anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of basements that are being utilized that well, were previously not being utilized, well, listen, I'm just saying. But for mental illness and addiction, no one starves in America. Okay. Um, And I've heard you say that before. And and again, this is a huge conversation. I'd love to just get into it, but Uh, um, I have a question. On another another show. Um, okay, so I um, have a question that you guys touch on all the time as far as 401ks versus, 401ks versus IRAs, and you, you, you kind of have a, everyone has a different flavor of it, um, and I'm never in a position to write stuff down when I'm listening to you. So I'm sitting here with a pen in hand, and I want to talk to you about my specific situation. Okay. I have a Please 401k. What? How old are you? Uh, uh, 63. Okay. Um, retired ish. I'm working, um, at a job that I've worked harder than I've ever worked in my life, but it's, it's not a high paying job. Um, and I actually separated from my company in 2022. Um, and, uh, I have a 401k from are that. You, are you working with that same company or doing something different entirely? Some entirely different. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, there's 347,000 in that, at, and it's making six, 16.83, uh, rate of return. It made 16.83. Yes. It, yes. Um, at last when I, when I wrote this down, okay. um, I have one, uh, IRA at 499,000 that, uh, when I wrote it down was 16.3 and, um, a second one at 267,000, um, uh, 13.82. And that's it. And the second one, the 267 is an IRA as well. Okay. Yes, the two two IRAs and a four hundred one k, and um, the when I separated in twenty twenty two, a very notable year because the IRAs were actually pretty much stinking up the room because of the bond funds that were in there because they were well balanced IRAs, right? Um, and the four hundred one k had a stable value fund in it, wow. which was doing its job, you know. Um, and uh, but the the difference in return was. Um, significant. Um, and so the uh, agreement was that I was going to wait until everything uh, stabilized, uh, the bond market stabilized, and then and then make the um, um, 401k into an IRA. But and, and I've been told that it's better to have an IRA because there's more investment options. And um, and now that the bond market, what is the stable value? Be- what's the stable value fund paying there? I don't, I couldn't tell you right off the top okay. of my head. Um, um, but it's, it's, it's going to not probably change much. Um, right. And, and so. My guess is so, paying less. I mean, if you said a stable mark, stable value fund that's paying five and a half percent, we would say, keep the 401k. If you said the stable value fund's paying two and a half percent, we'd say, why bother with the 401k? Uh, Laura, are you married? Yes. And uh, when we talk about, these assets, does this include your spouses? Um, they're all ours. Okay, yeah. perfect, perfect, perfect. And is your spouse retired? Yes. All right. And what income do you have coming in now? Oh, um, so he had about 90000 um with his his pension, my pension. I got a tiny little one. He has a larger one from PERS. And, um, and then um, his... Uh, um, um, what do you call it? Um, social security. Um, and, uh, and then I have a, the, the job I, the job I have pays $25 an hour. So it's probably going to be $30,000 a year. Um, uh, when, when I do a full year of it, which I haven't up to this point. Okay. Um, and so, um, how old is he? Uh, 77. He's 70. And are you taking any income off of any of these? No. It, and if he were uh, to pass away, is there survivor benefit on the pension? Yes. And is that 50% of his amount or same amount? 75. Okay. And, and so your argument before to keep the 401k. What's your main question for us? Yes. The argument is, um, well, the, that I'm, I'm plan, I'm, I'm happy to move the 401k into an IRA, but tell me why I should do that. I understand. And here's the thing in the back of my head, I keep remembering 
something about when you make it, put it into an IRA, then it, the um, interest grows tax-free or something? It's the, from a tax standpoint, it's essentially the same. Yeah, the only reason you'd move it in, and I agree, uh, wait, wait, the only reason you'd move it in is for simplicity of life. That's that's the. There's no reason in the world to have three of these accounts. There's none. I can't make. Uh, that's right. Because you could have under one IRA, you could have anywhere from certificates of the deposit to uh, penny stocks to anything in between. Is one of these IRAs your husband's? No. Oh, well, they, there's. Okay. I, well, you've got you've the second part of my statement, or the the second thing I was going to tell you. You're you're kind of making my my point. I have uh, two different fiduciaries, and I know that that is not efficient. And I just, I just had a um, a perfect opportunity to to um, uh, identify why that's not good. Um, at the beginning of last year, um, that would be the beginning of twenty twenty three. We both we both looked at each other like, "Wow, we're interested in this comment." Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, um, at the beginning of 2023. Now, that's a long time ago, right? And I had actually forgotten that this happened. Um, I had um, taken a, a, a fund, that um, a mass mutual um, annuity thing that my husband had, and we put it in to um, one of our managed accounts, $178,000. And we took a $38,000 um, tax uh, liability for it. We knew we were going to have to pay taxes on that 38000 We had reasons for doing it. Don't ask me what they are right now. They were very good, and I think they still are. But They are. That's they not are. My point. They are. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, so you know, 2023 passes. Um, I mean, <laughs> a million things go through my head. And then we get to the end of 2023, and it's like, hey, we should do some Roth conversions. I asked my tax guy, a third person, and I say, what kind of time, you know, money do I have um, that I could do rough conversions before I go up to the next um, tax, um, uh, yep. 24%. And he said 90,000. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well, luckily I, I was being a little bit, you know, standoffish about the whole thing. And I only did 70. And, oh, and really and the I, only reason you actually didn't have nearly that much room because of yeah. that, you took an annuity and yeah. you had it uh, paid out, and that yeah. that's where the thirty-eight thousand. And by the way, you, you may have a, a good advisor may have uh, suggested different ways to take that annuity payout. Right, you could have annuitized it over a ten-year period or a five-year period, based upon what that, or even yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, what that contract was. Um, did your advisors actually dig into that mass mutual annuity and say? Look, this really doesn't make sense because at the death of your husband, it's going to get paid as taxes. And at that point in time, you're going to annuitize maybe or take it as a lump sum. Did anyone have the discussion about how to take the income out of the annuity other than as a lump sum? No. All right. No. Well, that was a mistake. Yeah, well, and um, and it's par- partially, you know, what I end up having to do is I have a question. I have to ask both of my advisors and then figure out which yeah, is don't the do better that. answer. You're making it way too much. You don't, you, and by the way, you don't trust either one I of know, them. No, otherwise you wouldn't be calling well, us. You wouldn't be calling us. And, and you wouldn't ask both of them either. You don't, you don't trust either one of them. You, and not, I don't know if that's because you, you don't have great advisors or if that's some, an, an issue that you've got. It's probably me. Okay. I'm just going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't understand it well enough. And that, that's, and again, that's be, what I really want to do is I want to be intelligent enough and, and informed enough to be able to do this myself, but have somebody else do it because I don't want to have to think about it. It's not my favorite thing, okay. but I well, want to know. That, and a good advisor will actually dig as deep as you want to go, right? As deep as you want. I, so I have an advisor, the uh, quick side story, because I'm 61 and that's what I'm supposed to do now. Um, <laughs> I have an advisor who uh, can talk to – at a fifth grade level and at the same time he could talk at a PhD level. And so I asked him about that. I said, "What? how do you decide how to interact with the clients? And he said um, – Normally I start in the middle and then I judge how it's going from there about whether they're comprehending or whether they're interested. And I said, give me an example. He said, I had a professor that um, 
that he said all I knew was the guy was a professor. And he came in for a meeting, a couple meetings, and he realized this guy was a, a statistics professor in college. And he said, okay, let me just go deep with this. Let me explain to you why we do exact things in the statistics behind why we're doing it. So, I like your, your I like your thought process. Like I want to know enough, but to know I'm making the right decisions. But then I want to hand it off and not think about it and go live my life. Yeah, and a good advisor would would probably say to you, "Look, Laura, here's the three choices I thought about, and let me tell you why we landed on number two. Because these were the three routes we could take. But I believe." that over the long term, number two is the best for you. So you're making your life much more complicated than it really needs oh, to yes. be. Yes. And, and a good advisor, um, look, I, I had a client come in. He was, we, were sharing a, um, we were sharing a client with another advisor, and he came in with stacks of paper. He said, my other advisor told me I should read this. And I said, why? And he said, so that I understood what was going on with the money. And I said, how much do you want to understand? He said, I just want to know why I'm making decisions. I said, well, then why are you reading that crap? Why doesn't the advisor? And I said to him, I will be your new advisor, right? He was interviewing advisors. And I will tell you exactly why we're making decisions and what the benefit and downfalls. There's pros and cons to everyone. That's right. Right. So the, the, you, you hit on right thing. You said this mass mutual thing, you converted it into an annuity, uh, this annuity. And, and quite frankly, you should have explored taking a payout because he could have annuitized it and spread that tax over multiple years. It wasn't like you were doing a 1031 exchange into another product. And so you took this big hit, which what might have been, which could have been another alternative, a low cost annuity. And depending upon what would happen at her pension, and it, left it that that could have been that actually could have been to grow. Anyway, so there's no reason in the world that these IRAs don't sit together. And by the way, land with one of the advisors or the other, or go find a third. And have them do a, or her do a financial plan for you. Um, uh, th and that has happened and, um, God, no, I'm not going to find a third. I actually like them both. Um, uh, and they both bring different things to the table. Okay. I'm, I'm in love with two men. Um, I, uh, <laughs> my guess is, wait, my guess wait, is wait, they wait. don't like, so I, I don't have many clients anymore, but for years I did. And over my career, there was a handful of times where, um, someone would have some other assets with me and somewhere. And I always hated it because, what ends up happening is it becomes a horse race. And if you're an advisor, like for most people, I, like I'm fairly competitive, right? So to me, it's like, I want to win. Like if Laura's got an account elsewhere, I want to win, dang it. And what you wanted to make sure is that your, your advisor's interests are always fully aligned with yours and not wanting to win by trying to outperform this other account because it's not a, it's, this is your life savings that need to be managed well for the rest of your life, not based upon what it's going to do on any particular quarterly basis. Now, in saying all that, take that 401k and move it to one of these IRAs. And the reason that one did 13% has nothing to do with other than the asset allocation on it was more conservative than uh, the other ones. It has nothing to do with other than the fact that the, the asset allocation. But I'd move that 450, or the 401k into one of those IRAs um, today. Okay. Today. Um, All right, Laura. Well, thank you so much. Oh, I yeah. really appreciate you it. And I do have one. a question, but you said you're, no in love secret. With, you're in love with two men, but you left your husband completely out of the equation, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is perplexing to me. <laughs> you forgot about him altogether. It confuses him a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you off to, honey? I got to go see the financial advisor Ooh, again. He's good looking. <laughs> Weren't you busy with the financial advisor yesterday? Well, yes, another day. <laughs> Glad oh, you I appreciate it. All right, let's uh, that's continue. Fun. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> Laura likes to be involved. It's and to most people, Pat, it's 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 prudent and wise to educate yourself enough so that you know you're making a good decision. Because otherwise, you don't know what's good from bad. Not that you're going to understand all the nuances, but yeah, I remember years ago, uh, he was a 
business leader, I forget, large company, he was an executive type guy. And client, I thought, man, this guy's going to be a bit of a work because he drilled me on every little question, went deep. And after the first few meetings, I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't know if this is going to be. And then uh, never again. He just wanted to make sure. Never again. And now we've been a client for years. We'd get together. We'd talk about all kinds of things. We'd spend five minutes on his his financial stuff. And He just needed to get to the confidence level. To the point where he's like, I trust that guy. Yeah. Anyway. Let's uh, talk with Michael. Michael, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, Scott and Pat. I'm, uh, Michael here. Um, I had uh, some questions for you guys um, about uh, a plan for retirement. All right. So I'm 32. Um, one thing that has been recently proposed to me by uh, my father-in-law. Uh, so he is a um, insurance agent. Oh, no. Sales insurance. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I just, I just got... like, he wants to, your father-in-law wants to sell you something? So he already did. So, um, he, uh, how much do you I'm, love I'm, your wife? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> this is getting really, we haven't even gotten so, deep and it's already complicated. <laughs> yeah. So he felt, um, right now I'm, I'm putting money into an IUL. Um, and he's really, really aggressive about you indexed, hey, you know, indexed uh, universal, universal life for the rest yes. of the listeners, index universal life. So he's aggressive. How? Um, so I, I have other, you know, retirement plans, you know, I do have a 457 with, um, uh, the state and, you know, I, I put money on the side and I also invest in like, you know, just CDs and money. Uh, my, some of my funds are in a money market. Um, so he wants me to try to be as aggressive as I can with my IUL. Cause he kind of thinks that, Hey, you know, 457, 401ks and things like that, they're not as good. So I should kind of be throwing all of my money into the IUL. Is he, um, does he, does he licensed in other areas of financial advice? Does he, is he a certified financial um, planner? I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, but you know, whenever I do bring anything else up, like maybe just putting funds into a, a Roth IRA and just kind of managing it myself, he says that it's not a good idea because you know how the IULs, they have a floor. That's right. They have, you could, you know, Mike, Michael, Michael, uh, mm-hmm. let's just step back f- for a minute. Let's just forget he's your father-in-law. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Do you have any children? I have one. Okay. And how old is your child? Uh, she's turning two this year. Okay. And how much money do you have saved um, already in everything but the IUL? Um, altogether, I have about um, 100000 Okay. Somewhere around there, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, here's what happens is in these IULs, they're index universal lives and they have a floor, which is a return, a really complicated product. And they have, and they have a cap as well. And they don't pay dividends on the underlying index as well. So let's just, and, and by the way, each one of the individual index universal life will actually have its own index that it's actually measured against. It doesn't have to be the S and P 500. Many of them actually have a combination of different indexes that they measure themselves against. What they're designed for is for those people that um, want to have some stock market exposure and want some downside protection. But but the reality is the cost associated with that. I think they're designed for those that don't want to take the time to go through the education process to really understand how financial markets work. And two, that for whatever reason can't get to the point where they're comfortable seeing things fluctuate in value. Thank you, Scott. And and either which way, but they're they're looking for a. I don't view it like insurance, like homeowners insurance, like your house burns down. I you couldn't. I love insurance. I love certain types of insurance. I love umbrella insurance. I like auto insurance. I like homeowners insurance. I like disability insurance. I like life insurance. I don't like pet insurance. I've never insured anything, <laughs> an appliance or a stereo or anything that Amazon offers me. That's right. Never. Never, right? Um, I don't take insurance when I'm playing blackjack. Uh, 21. <laughs> don't like that type of insurance either. How can you play blackjack? <laughs> That's a joke. So um, you don't need this. You well, need life insurance. You need a million and dollars. This is his father-in-law. That's right. You, but but just say to your father-in-law. It's first of all, it's unfair for your father-in-law, quite frankly, to to suggest this to you. 
I, it's just flat. It's a real irrelevant. It is. It's unfair. I know, but it is. Okay, well, look, we all have families. Uh, but I'm just look. I would, I would just say if if someone was trying to sell me Here's something, what I, like I would just <clears throat> if my brother sold aluminum siding, <laughs> I would say. I think that's awesome. It's year 2024. <laughs> I don't know. People are still using aluminum siding. But... <laughs> my brother from, uh, what was that movie? Tin Man. Tin Man. If my brother was selling aluminum siding, I would say, I'm glad you've found a career that you love. I don't want any. I don't need it. I don't think I need it. it, it, it this just is his father-in-law. Understand. You don't need to buy any more. And, and by the way, you're, you're much better off doing a Roth before you buy more of those. That's right. So you need a million dollar term life insurance policy. What do you make a year? Uh, close to a hundred thousand. Uh, you probably need six, seven hundred thousand. Uh, a million bucks. How much a is the VU? How much is this UL for? Uh, for five hundred. And how much are you putting in on in it? Uh, right now, I'm putting in monthly seven fifty. So seven hundred fifty bucks a month. The plan. Yes, yeah, seven fifty a month. Yes. Oh my gosh! And so um, he also added on there to for long term care. So um, I did, you know, take a look at it because it's 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 now it's at about um, a year and a half ish. So I did kind of take a look at the statement to see what the breakdown and everything yeah. was. And yeah, um, after looking at it, it kind of looked ridiculous. You know how much I'm paying. Yeah, because um, the long term care only covers the premiums to keep the insurance in force if you become yeah. disabled. Right? You know, so, most people don't need life insurance their whole life. They need life insurance when they okay. have people dependent upon them. Typically, for the vast majority of Americans, it's when kids are at home or still in the middle of college. Does your spouse work? Yes, he does. And what does she make? Uh, she's about the same thing as me. Does she also have one of these uh, IULs? Yeah. So her dad's been doing it for a while. So she, you know, she's been putting funds into it for a you while. You have 10% of your income going into an IUL. Yeah. Do you realize that? 9%. You're putting $18,000 so a year. Your father-in-law is a, very, is a fringe advisor, right? So if you go out and looked at the universe of financial advisors in the United States, what his recommendations, that was the, the very fringe end. So, and, um, so don't buy any more of this stuff. I, Scott, say it. Well, if I, look, I've got... I've got a father. <laughs> That's, I mean, I, I would, if I were in your situation, I'd, I'd probably say, Hey Bill, um, at this stage in life, I think it would be cleaner and easier if I had a financial advisor outside of the family. It just is too uncomfortable for me. And I hope you respect me as a man. I love your daughter. I'm going to do the best to take care of, care of her the best I can. I just think it would be healthier for me. And if, I had a financial advisor that was not family. The same right. way a surgeon would not want to operate on their father, their child, so, son-in-law, I just would feel more comfortable having someone completely independent. I got to agree with you, Scott. You're not, and you, and you wouldn't call our show if you thought this was the right thing, Michael. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, the next step for me would be to, you know, because there's a, uh, a surrender value or surrender charge on it. So just, Pay that out and get I out. I would start yep. with that conversation. Yep, start with that and, 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 and <laughs> see just, where that leads. And, and look, look, you, you, you've got it. You've got it. You said you work for the state of California, correct? Yes. Does your spouse yes. work at the state? Yes, he does. As okay, well. so you've got great pensions already. You have access to four hundred one k four fifty seven, right? You could buy term yes. life insurance through your employer. Every Jeez. almost everything you need. I would right. I would argue to have term life insurance on the outside should at some point in time you separate service and almost everything you need <laughs> is yeah, a, I term life insurance and for you can, next to and nothing. then set up a five twenty nine for the kid you've got eighteen thousand dollars a year going to this garbage so I agree with if Scott. it was a, a, an old a, a variable universal life or variable whole life I would like it a lot more than this indexed for a thirty two year old that's right but. Yes, but you have all these. And by the way, I own a variable life policy that I've had for 20 some odd years. I own a variable universal. And life. while it looks like it did great, if I run the numbers, had I just bought a pure index fund over that period of time, I would have done. You did have life insurance for a period of time when you really needed it. I, yeah, I still own some term life insurance. I yes. have kids at homes. Um, so I, I agree with Scott. You, you, 
you you need to have the conversation with your father. I, and right? I wouldn't I would not talk about anything about insurance. It doesn't. That's all irrelevant. Products are irrelevant. It has nothing to do with the product. It just you would feel better having someone that's not family. And that way, when you're together, we don't have to have any financial discussions. We can just enjoy one another as family. Right. You, you shouldn't okay. own this. You should not own it. Yeah. But that's the way to start. And listen, you know, if if he fights back, he's probably not going to disown you. I mean, you've got that grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's his only grandchild. So. Okay, there we go. There's leverage. That's all <laughs> That's we needed. That's all we needed. <laughs> so, hey, if you guys have time, I had another question. Sure, um, briefly, yeah. So, since I do work, you know, for the state, I do have a pension. That's um, right. You know, when I when I retire, so I don't know how aggressive I should be with um, investing. Be, yeah. Oh, you look, mean the amount or the uh, allocation? Just just the amount. Well, look that that that's kind of you should probably be saving. First of all, it, you've got eighteen thousand dollars a year that you're going to be able to put in there, and quite frankly. Uh, if you took seven, seven fifty a month, you'd, you'd pay 50 bucks a month for a good a million dollar term life policy. Yes. You've got, you've got plenty of room there. You should be putting at least, I'd say 12 to 15% of your pay in and it should be all equities, not a dime otherwise. And maybe some of that should be Roth. I'm not sure that money going to a Roth 401k invested yeah. 100% stocks than buying a VU than an indexed UL Paul. So I but have yeah. a if I I have a 28-year-old son. If he worked for the state of California and was married, uh I would sit down and I would go through these and had a kid I'd go through this. You need uh first of all you need a simple uh, will or trust, nothing super complicated, either go to an attorney or do it online, but get one in place. You need some term life insurance. If they sell disability insurance through your employer, you should purchase it. You should start funding a 529 for uh, the kid. And uh, we should probably put at least 10 to 12% into the 401k. I'd probably go half Roth, half uh, deductible. And that's where I'd start. And then I'd increase my 401k by 1% every year until it was the maximum. And if you didn't catch all that, you're going to have to go back and listen to the tape of this show. <laughs> but that's... Right, Scott. Yep, totally any, agree. Any, I mean, that's the list I would go through. Okay. Yeah. I had a thirty-two-year-old son with a with a grandchild. Um, and then, by the way, if I, I sold, I'm just hoping your father-in-law is going to say, "Hey, no problem whatsoever." Yes. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Okay. Right. Great. I appreciate. It. Thanks, right. you guys. Okay. Thanks. That's <laughs> just not. That's not fair. Well, the father-in-law thinks he's doing the right thing. All right. Well, the father-in-law should give back the commission then. <laughs> Maybe what? he is. I don't know. He, Michael didn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he does think he's doing the right thing. I'm sure he does think he's doing the right yeah. thing. Look, we both started at insurance companies. Certainly did. 1989 and 1990. Lasted a couple years there. That When you work for an insurance company... They teach you why that insurance product is good in every situation. If all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so all we had when we first started was... And my guess is Michael's father is not securities licensed. I mentioned a variable universal life. My guess is he doesn't have the license to sell that. Doesn't have a license to help people set up uh, stock accounts or buy index funds. Well, actually, the life insurance company we worked for, uh, you and I got securities license almost immediately. Correct. And we didn't last there because we didn't. Yeah, There's they, a place for some yeah, permanent life. Yeah, there I'm is not a, a big fan of index annuity, index yeah, universal yeah. life. Yes. But um, anyway. Yeah. And for the rest of you out there, when you're uh, in, before you get engaged, find out <laughs> the profession <laughs> of your in-law and make sure they don't try to dictate your life. I know. I tell my kids to ask on the first date. What is your father doing? Is he going to sell me anything? I, I don't have any. My kids aren't married yet. I don't. I don't know what that journey is going to be like. I already know with adult kids there are how many times I bite my lip because I'm thinking I want to tell them my opinion here, but mm, probably not going to help the relationship. So I just keep my mouth shut. If you want them to continue to talk to you, <laughs> that's right. If you want the otherwise, <laughs> say whatever you want. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love my kids. So I, uh, yeah. All right. Let's um, continue here talking with Lisa. Lisa, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, Scott and Pat. Thank you Hi, for Lisa. taking my call. Pat, I think you, uh, well, I know uh, you coached my son on the Martian soccer team oh way my. back in 2002. Oh, the Martians. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. That must have been a great it, coach. You still have enough respect for him to be calling this program 22 you know years what? later. Pat coached with all the seriousness that a five-year-old soccer team demands. <laughs> that is, uh, I, I remembered it every, I tied ribbons around their left uh, shoestring to teach kids to use uh, to, to use their non-dominant, so left or right. And, right. and then we used to play Duck, Duck, Goose at the end of every practice, which was what the yeah. kids just showed up for. They were like, who, who cares about <laughs> soccer? Duck, Duck. Anyway, that was a long time ago. How can we help today? Um, I have a question about um, my my dad's finances. My mother is uh, has been diagnosed about three years ago with vascular dementia. Um, she's in the severe phase, mm. rapidly declining, needs to be placed in a memory care nursing home. Um, he's unable to take care of her. She's pretty yes, difficult. Awful. Yes, time. yes, yes. So he is an Oklahoma farm boy, saved hard, worked hard his whole life, thought he had it all figured out until they told him it would be about 95 to 100K a year um, to help uh, for him to pay for my mom's care. And how old is he? He's 86. Okay. And where do, and do he, they, do they live here in, um, I'm assuming you live in California. Uh, do, yeah, do they, no, they, yes, they're in California. They, uh, they live in the central Valley farm okay. area. Okay. Thank came you. out from Oklahoma about the same time. My stepfather came out from Oklahoma. Mi- yeah. Migrant farm workers came out for work. Migrant farm workers. Yeah. Yes. Also known as the Okies. Yep. Yes, they from the book. Very... The uh, if you read the Grapes of Wrath, it's the story of <laughs> he is the story. Okay. He is that's my um, stepfather. So, so. <laughs> so he's um, was really not sure how to handle that. He has, uh, you know, they make their income is about four thousand a month, which is fine and great. He has assets. He never he has Medicare, AARP. Thought everything was fine, but neither of those. Um, cover what, do, long-term. what do they have as far as savings in the bank, stock accounts, have, 401ks? Um, the only thing they have, um, well, my mom has a retirement pension, which is about 1500 a month. And, and that's part their, of that 4000 Yes. Okay. And then they have their Social Security, which combined is about 2100 Okay. Then they have a... Um, a New York Life um, rollover IRA, which is only about five hundred between the two of them. Five hundred thousand or five hundred no, in income. No, five hundred a month. Okay. <laughs> so, so they're they're right about four thousand a month. But he does have um, quite a bit of cash. Well, what he considers quite a bit of cash, which is about three hundred and fifty thousand. And anything? Do they own a home? They do own a home. And what's the value of the home? About seven hundred fifty thousand. It's in, like, say, in the Central Valley farmland, okay. ten acres. And uh, anything else? Stocks, bonds, anything like that? Nope. I had um, I had three hundred thousand of his money in um, CDs. But the problem is, well, it's not a problem. I had gone to a um, a workshop on elder care planning and. As of January to this year, uh, Medicare stops looking at assets, and or Medi-Cal, sorry, Medi-Cal stopped looking at assets. So he's eligible to apply to Medi-Cal, not looking at his assets, and and help there is only determined by your income. But he is about five hundred over. 500 a month over in income for it to be, I guess, I, I guess. But and if they assume he qualified, is, I mean, is that the facility he's going to want to put his wife? Um, there is, there are three of them in Porterville. Yes. Yes. That would be where it would, it would work out. Yes. And it's a, and that would be a pro rata reduction. 
uh, in yeah. in the cost. Uh, yeah. So they, well, it's but, funny you so, mentioned portable. That's where my stepfather lived for years too. So <laughs> Tarabella, um, Springville, Portoville. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of Okies there. So this four thousand. So <laughs> the the thirty five hundred dollars would actually qualify him. Their income would qualify him for Medi-Cal. Um, but it wouldn't pay a hundred percent. It would pay uh, on a pro rata basis. Is the, right. Is, um, so, what's your question for us? You could probably stop the distributions from the. Um, I don't an, know how the New York Life thing yeah, is structured. Is, it, it, that's an IRA, though. That New York Maybe. Life is an IRA. You said it was an IRA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are they just taking withdrawals, or was this annuitized? Um, turned into like a pension. Yeah. It's annuitized. Yeah. Okay. But it's probably not all taxable. It's an IRA. Oh, yeah, it's all taxable. Okay. And what's your question for us? My uh, question Lisa? is, the elder care planning gentleman that I spoke to said it would be better. Well, so the CDs, I pulled, pulled his money came up mature. All that cash is in the bank. And my dad wanted to invest it back in. And the elder care advisor said, don't do that because now you're going to bring up his income again because he was making like you know 10k on it every year and what did they want you to do with it buy an annuity he yes he suggested deferred income annuities or zero coupon bonds saving bonds so my question is is that a smarter way to go i like the fact that he zero uh, yeah i like the fact fact that he mentioned zeros I mean, I don't know how, exactly how the. I'm not an expert in the Medi-Cal planning. I, I, you know, I'd have to dig into how long, that. How long do you think your mom will survive? Uh, the average lifespan is eight years, but she is in perfect health, except for, of course, her dementia. So, um, probably another five years is our guess, best guess. And and Lisa, so he mentioned a def, uh, deferred income annuity. Zero coupons mm-hmm. and what was the third savings thing? Savings bonds. And savings bonds? Savings bond? bonds. Um, I'd be okay with the, the the second and third. Yeah. I'd be okay with the second and third. I um, If you bought a... If you, and maybe the first as well. The challenge is <laughs> there's so many nudies out there that are just garbage and they have huge surrender but penalties. You could, and, but you could buy a low-cost annuity. And, right. and and how's the uh, elder care consultant charging you? He is not charging yeah, me unless I have him apply for Medi-Cal for me. And then he does a flat fee. And what's he charge? 6000 Ah, And does he get commissions on selling product? No, no, I like this. He doesn't do. He doesn't do any financial, and he says that right up front. Oh, that I I like this. Yeah, and because you can buy a, a a deferred income annuity without any surrender charges. We didn't sell product. I love it. Yes, yeah. So many of these elder planning uh, folks, was, they sell product. That's the. We were waiting for you to say that this elder care person was what? going to recommend an everything income, in an annuity. An I, I, annuity. Felt, I felt that. I felt like you were waiting for me. That's right. Really, that's what we it. see it all the time. <laughs> that's what you see. I, I like this. I think it, I think that they're, they're worth the $6,000. Yes. And you I don't would, know what you don't know. And if you could find, you know, at that point in time, it all comes down to yield um, on that. Because what you're trying to do is artificially impoverish um, the income down is income down. I don't know. Right. If it's the, right. That's the right word, but it's how the rules are written. Um, I'm yes. Good. Yes. Okay. Is that, so, is, is that the question? Yeah. The, I was just, I, I wanted to make sure that that was, that made sense as opposed to, you know, putting it back in a CD and, uh, he just, you know, he wants, he wants to be investing the money, but again, he doesn't want to He's be a, creating. Well, you got to see what the, co- yeah, because it, 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 if it pushes you into these higher limits, it could be a multiplier effect. Yeah. So right. in, in the, the zeros in the, um, in the savings bonds would be, the zeros would be the easiest thing to buy. Yeah. U.S. Treasuries, uh, zero coupon U.S. Y- Treasury yeah, bonds. You, and they would cost you almost, I'd be, I would go that direction. If I, if you said, make a decision right now, I'd buy the zeros. Okay. Because they're super easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and do you, how many children are but for in the- tax, But I don't know if that's going to help because for tax, for ta- income tax purposes, you still have to determine that imputed interest. 
and and reported on a tax return. So that that's where that's why it's helpful to have a medical expert that's here right. helping you to navigate the rules because their income form is different than the your ten forty. And how do they do now? If this wasn't there, were they able to live comfortably on that four thousand dollars a month? Um, yes. Have you been to yes. Porterville? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and how many siblings are in the family? Two. Okay. Two. Um, all right. And 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 are you both do equally well? One better than the other financially? Um, yes. One quite. Uh, we I do quite a bit better than my sister okay. does. Okay. One of the things, if they do need more income beyond that, right? You can actually. Uh, give them money and not recognize that income and just actually put a claim on uh, the home mm-hmm. and, and, and compute interest internally. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done that for clients in the past where the mom and dad need more money mortgage. and it's basically an internal reverse mortgage. And as long as your sibling understands it, um, it's fine. I'd go down and I'd push as hard as you can though, to get um, some medical support. That's right. I, I would pay the 6,000 happily. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a question for you, Lisa. Did sure. the son that I coach in soccer, did they go on to achieve any sort of fame yeah. in the... Uh... You, you know what, Pat? He went on to be on the national team, and he played soccer at Berkeley, and he attributes it to the Martian beginning. The, you, the I don't know if she's even BSing about the Berkeley thing or not. A eureka of sarcasm. Did they go on to play soccer at all? No, he did. Both those things are true. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> he did. I don't think he attributed it to the Martians, though. No, but he does remember you. And still plays Duck Duck Goose after <laughs> each game. After every game. I'm hoping. I'm hoping the Duck Duck Goose is not a thing now. Right. But uh, yeah. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Lisa. Sorry you're going through this. This is um. Yeah, it's hard time for. Hard. Yeah, let's uh, continue on here talking with Karen. Well, that uh, wait one second. That just made my day. <laughs> this kid somehow I'm going to be able to take credit for him playing. Oh yeah, Nashville. top D one athlete. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Martians. <laughs> Back then when he was five. Hi, Karen. Hi. Hello. How are you? Wonderful. Good. Good. So um, I'm calling on behalf of my mom. I actually just left. We were together, but. This is callers on regard for my mom. So she recently um, just took out 10000 out of the bank because they changed the terms of the account where if she wasn't putting in money, you know, um, it would then be withdrawn. And so she took out the $10,000. Uh, it was 20 actually, 10 for my son, who was 20, and another 10 for my niece, her other grandchild. She wants to know what advice, where should she now put this 10000 She wants it to maybe to grow some interest, and um, we just don't know what to do with this, and so she was looking for advice. So and she's got son. two grandkids, is that yes. correct? And she took twenty grand out of the bank, and she wants to have ten grand. Does she want to main control, or does she want to have her this, – is this for her grandkids' future? It's for her grandchildren's future, so – um, one for my son and then one for my sister's daughter. So she has two grandchildren each, right? So that was her little bit of money that she had. And in case she passes away, she leaves something on for her, you know, grandchildren. Does your, um, did, but, did your son work last okay. year and this year? Yes, my son is 20. Um, he, he didn't want to go away to school, so he did get a job working. He's going to be going to school this year, but he did work for the he had two good jobs, actually, for the past few years. So I, if this were my 20-year-old, I would say <clears throat> we're going to put the money into a Roth IRA. We're going to allocate 5000 for 2023, 5000 for 2024. And we're going to earmark these dollars for a down payment on a house sometime in the future. But we're going to utilize the Roth because when it's time to make the down payment, we'll just take out what that original 10000 And all that interest that accumulated over those years... Uh, is going to be for retirement. And I'd put it in a high-yield money market account because the idea... The idea would... In a high-yielding? Yeah, high-yield money market account. And and, and remember, this is really important. It's the vehicle, the Roth, is the tax vehicle it lives in. The high-yield money market goes inside You're assuming he's going to be buying a house in five years. I don't know. Actually, I would probably have it more aggressively invested. 
like 50-50? Or maybe even all in the equities market, maybe he finds money elsewhere for a house. That was my original idea. I mean, you idea. think what 10 grand could be worth by the time he hits retirement. And just say, not worry about it, and like, we're just going to put it in let it the all total be, market. It'll be, it'll be worth a ton of money down the road. And I wouldn't even tell him, uh, well, well, you, you were the one that it. brought up the house. I mean, I would have put it in the, uh, the uh, total market. <laughs> Why, why yeah. would you tell him? Why would you encourage him to use it to buy a purchase I of home? I, I, I was just thinking of different options, but you're you're correct. I would agree with you on this. I wouldn't think about it for a home yeah. purchase. And by the way, okay. so both of them for both you and and your niece, your son and your niece, Roth IRA, five year, five thousand for twenty twenty three, five thousand for twenty twenty four, right? Total yep. market. Okay. You can go to Vanguard and buy it. It's the VTI. It's an exchange-traded fund at Vanguard. VTI is the symbol it trades under. And uh, make the contribution tw- five grand for 2023. You do it all at once, yeah. It's for 2024. Call today. Both you, both your son. How old is your niece? She's, I think she's 28. Okay, perfect. 28. Perfect, perfect. That's what I did. Does that help? Okay. So if I may just repeat this one more time, because I wrote it down, I stopped okay. driving. I tell you what, you can when it airs, you can just listen to it two, three, four, five times, many times. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Okay. All right. Yes, Appreciate okay. the call. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Thank no, you. I, think, I think it'll be a bit more of greater benefit than you trying to drive and write something down <laughs> or dictate something to your phone or something while you're driving yeah. and get VTI. Or it could actually be the it might. VTI, you have to have in a brokerage account and then buy, do a trade to buy the security as opposed to the Directly. mutual fund. Okay. The bank. So what my kids, we've been using in my kids' Ross is VTI. Small amounts, easy to manage, not super complicated. Too small for an advisor to want to take on as a client. You do realize Allworth has lots of clients children <laughs> as clients they have clients children and with portfolios that are designed for clients children clients children anyway yes it's been great having you with us um we are here every week at the same time and um, of course podcast the same thing if you've enjoyed this um give us a review and forward it to a friend please see you next week this has been scott hansen and pat mcclain of all worth's money matters This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.